hello everyone in this particular session we would be covering the distribution of oceans and continents right so in this particular series we would be discussing about how the ocean and continents are distributed right so in the previous one we have already discussed about the interior of, of the earth and you guys are already familiar with the map also uh, you can buy any of the maps right uh, there are a bunch of apps available on market so you can refer in that way so you know that continents cover 29% of the surface of the earth and the remainder is under oceanic waters right so the positions of the continents and the ocean bodies as we see them in the map have not been same in the past right this is quite different in the past right now moreover it is now a well accepted fact that oceans and continents will not continue to enjoy their present positions in times to come if this is so the question arises what were their positions in the past why and how they changed their positions even if it is true that the continents and oceans have changed and are changing their positions so uh, you were really amazing as to how scientists know this how have they determined their earlier positions so you will definitely find answers of some of these questions in this particular session right so let's begin this is basically the introductory part of our discussion now we would be discussing about some of the modern theories or ancient theories of these distributions of oceans and continents among them the one of the important theory is continental drift theory there are also some of the other theories but continental drift theory is foremost or you can say that the primary theory of the study of distribution of oceans and continents right observe the shape of the coastline so if uh, if you if you want to understand the distributions of ocean and continents we need to understand in a depth sense right so if you observe the shape of the coastline of the atlantic ocean you will be surprised by the symmetry or same of the coastline on either side of the ocean no wonder there is no wondering many scientists thought of this similarity and considered possibility possibility of the two americas europe and africa to be once joined together from the known records of the history of science it was abraham ortlus a dutch mapmaker who first proposed such a possibility as early as in 1596 antonio pellegrini drew a map showing the three continents together however it was alfred wegener a german meteorologist who put forth a comprehensive argument in the form of the continental drift theory in 1912 this was regarding the distributions of oceans and continents according to wegener all the continents form a single continental mass a mega ocean surrounds by the same the supercontinent was named as pangaea uh, which meant all earth the mega ocean called as the panthalasa meaning all water he argued that around 200 million years ago the supercontinent pangaea began to split pangaea first broke into two large continental masses as laurasia and gondwana land forming the northern and southern components respectively subsequently laurasia and gondwana land continued to break into various smaller continents that exist today now a variety of evidence was offered in support of the continental drift some of these are given 
so some of these we discussed about this there are certain evidences to prove this theory first of all the matching of continents uh, that is jigsaw fill uh, rocks of same age across the oceans tiltile is also there and placer deposits so these are some kind of uh, you can say that evidences to prove this theory apart from that distribution of fossils so there are certain fossil fuels available in all parts of country all parts of world sorry all parts of world which means that the whole mass is the same in the earlier period right now force of for drift, drifting now how wegener put forward his theory with the help of force of drifting now alfred wegener suggested that the moment responsible for the drifting of the continents was caused by the pole fling force and tidal force right the, and what are these two forces we would be discussing very shortly the polar fling force relates to the rotation of the earth and how earth rotate we already discussed you are aware of the fact that the earth is not a perfect sphere it has a bulge at the equator this bulge due to the rotation of the earth and the second force that was suggested by alfred wegener is the tidal force is due to the attraction of the moon and the sun that develops tides in the ocean waters wegener believed that these forces would become effective when applied over many million years however most of the scholars considered these forces to be totally inadequate but uh, is that really true to these two forces are solely responsible to drifting the uh, ocean uh, drifting the whole landmass i don't know because uh, there are certain people are saying that uh this is uh, there are certain people saying that this but uh, i really don't know even they don't know now post drift studies but these but no doubt about that alfred wegener alfred wegener's continental drift theory is primary theory with regard to the distribution of ocean and continents right now there are certain uh, post uh, drift theories also post drift studies so we would be discussing about uh, in a phase manner so this is how you can understand okay now it is interesting to note that for continental drift most of the evidence was collected from the continental areas in the form of distribution of flora and fauna or deposits like tiltile a number of discoveries during the post war period added new information to geological literature particularly the information collected from the ocean floor mapping provided new dimensions for the study of distributions of oceans and continents uh, conventional current theory there is a one more popular theory which is known as the conventional current theory so arthur holmes in 1930s discussed the possibility of conventional currents operating in the mantle portion uh, what is mantle and what is the position of mantle we discussed in the previous episodes so if you uh, if anyone not watching this episodes or listening this episodes please uh, listen because after that you will be definitely understanding the what is mental lithosphere hydrosphere right so these are all things that you can you definitely can understand now holmes argued that there exists a system of such currents in the entire mental portion this was an attempt to provide an explanation to the issue of force on this basis of which contemporary scientists discarded the continental drift theory there is another one mapping of the ocean floor 
Detailed research of the ocean configuration revealed that the ocean floor is not just a vast plain, but it is full of relief. Expeditions to map the oceanic floor in the post-war period provided a detailed picture of the ocean relief and indicated the existence of submerged mountain ranges as well as deep trenches. The mid-oceanic ridges were found to be most active in terms of volcanic eruptions. The dating of the rocks from the oceanic crust reveal the fact that later is much younger than the continental areas. Rocks on either side of the crest of oceanic ridges and having equidistant locations from the rest were found to have remarkable similarities both in terms of their constituents and their age. There is another very popular theory which is known as ocean floor configuration and this was one of the important theory right and apart from that there is another one which is concept of seafloor spreading we would be understanding both the theories one by one and uh, it will help you a lot i definitely sure it will help you a lot so the ocean floor configuration that helps us in the understanding of the distribution of continents and oceans so we will already discussed about the ocean floor relief the ocean floor may be stagnated into three major divisions based on the depth as well as the forms of relief so these divisions are continental margins deep sea basins and mid oceanic ridges okay now what we have to understand about the distributions of earthquakes and volcanoes earthquakes and volcanoes are natural basically these natural calamities occurred in specific part of the world not in every but uh, in specific part of the world okay so study of the maps showing the distribution of seismic activity and volcanic volcanic or volcanoes wait a minute the rim of the pacific is also called rim of the fire due to the existence of active volcanoes in the in this area now concept of sea floor spreading what is sea floor spreading as mentioned above the post drift studies provided considerable information that was not available at the time of wegener put forth his concept of continental drift particularly the mapping of the ocean floor and the paleomagnetic studies of rocks from oceanic ridges revealed the following facts it was re realized that all along the mid oceanic ridges volcanic eruptions are common and they bring huge amounts of lava to the surface in this area the rock equidistant on either side of the crest of mid oceanic ridges show remarkable similarities in terms of period of formation chemical composition and magnetic properties rocks closer to the mid oceanic ridges are normal priority polarity and are also youngest the age of the rocks increases as one moves from the crest the ocean crust also are much younger than the continental rocks the age of rocks to the oceanic crust is nowhere more than 200 million years old some of the continental rock formations are also as old as 3200 million years the sediments on the ocean floor are unexpectedly very thin scientists were expecting if the ocean flo floors were as old as the continent to have a complete sequence of sediments for a period of much longer duration. 
However, nowhere was the sediment column found to be older than 200 million years. The deep trenches have deep-seated earthquake outrances, while in the mid-oceanic ridges areas, the quake for sea have shallow depths. These facts and detailed analysis of magnetic properties of rocks on either side of the mid-oceanic ridges led Hess in 1961 to propose his hypothesis known as the seafloor spreading. Hess argued that constant eruptions at the crest of the oceanic ridges caused the reputure of the oceanic crust and the new lava wedges into it, pushing the oceanic crust on either side. The ocean floor thus spreads. The younger age of the oceanic crust as well as the fact that the spreading of the ocean does not cause the shrinking of the other made Hess think about the consumption of the oceanic crust. He further maintained that the ocean floor that gets pushed due to volcanic eruptions at the crest sinks down at the oceanic trenches and get consumed. Now there is another popular one and uh, this was the modern theory which is known as the plate tectonics theory. Plate tectonics theory is very important in every aspect so you need to understand in a very great sense. Since the advent of the concept of sea floor spreading, the interest in the problem of distribution of oceans and continent was revived. It was in 1967 that Mackenzie and Parker and also Morgan independently collected the available ideas and came out with another concept termed as plate tectonics. A tectonic plate, also called lithospheric plate, is a massive irregularly shaped slab of solid rock generally composed of both continental and oceanic lithosphere. Plates move horizontally over the asthenosphere as rigid units. The lithosphere includes the crust and the top mantle with its thickness range varying between 5 to 100 km in oceanic parts and about 200 km in the continental areas. A plate may be referred to as the continental plate or the oceanic plate dependent on which of the occupy a larger portion of the plate. Pacific plate is largely an oceanic plate whereas the Eurasian plate may be called as continental plate. The theory of the plate tectonics proposes that the earth lithosphere is divided into seven major and some minor plates. Young fold mountain ridges, trenches and all faults surrounded these plates. The major plates are, uh, you can say that there are certain major plates, Antarctica and the surrounding oceanic plate, North America with western Atlantic floor separated from the South American along with the Caribbean island plate. South American with Western Atlantic floor separated from the North American plate along with the Caribbean island plate. Pacific plate, India, Australia, New Zealand plate, Africa and Eastern Atlantic floor plate, Eurasia and the adjacent oceanic plates. Some of the important minor plates are there. Cocos plate, Nazca plate, Arabian plate and Philippine plate. There is also coastline plate and Fuji plate. Okay, now what we have to understand, these plates have been constantly move, moving over the globe throughout the history of the earth. It is not the continent that moves as believed by Wagner. Continents are part of a plate and what moves is a plate. Moreover, it may be noted that all the plates without exception have moved in the geographical past and shall continue to move in the future period as well. Wagner 
had thought of all the continents to have initially existed as a supercontinent in the form of Pangaea. However, later discoveries revealed that the continental masses resulting on the plates have been wandering all through the geological period. And Pangaea was a result of covering a different continental masses that were parts of one or other plates. Scientists using the paleomagnetic data have determined the positions held by each of the present continental landmass in different geological periods. Positions of the Indian subcontinent, mostly peninsular India, is traced with the help of the rocks analyzed from the uh, Nagpur area. There are three types of boundaries, divergent boundaries, convergent boundaries and transform boundaries. Now, what we need to understand about is that to rate of plate moment. What is the rates of plate moment? Okay. The stripes of normal and reverse magnetic field that parallel the mid-oceanic ridges help the scientists to determine the rates of plate moment. These rates vary considerably. The Arctic ridge has the lowest rate that is less than 2.5 cm per year. And the East Pacific rise near faster Easter Island. In the South Pacific, about 3,400 km west of the Chile, was the fastest rate more than 15 cm per year. Force of the plate movement At the time that Wegener proposed his theory of continental drift, most scientists believed that the Earth was a solid, motionless body. However, concept of seafloor spreading and the unified theory of the plate tectonics have emphasized that both the surface of the earth and the interior are not static and motionless but are dynamic. The fact that the plate bow is, is a now well accepted fact. The mobile rock beneath the rigid plates is believed to be moving in a circular manner. The heated material rises to the surface plates and being too cool and then sinks back into deeper depths. This cycle is repeated over and over to generate what scientists call a convection cell or conve a convective flow. Heat within the earth comes from the main sources, radioactive decay and residual heat. Arthur Holmes first considered the idea in the 1930s which later influenced Harry Hess thinking about seafloor spreading. The slow movement of hot softened mantle that lies below the rigid plate is the driving force behind the plate movement. So this is how we can understand about the basics of this thing. Uh, and I hope you are not enjoying this session. So we will be continue our discussion. So in next episode we will be discussing about some of the landforms, right? Uh, we we basically we discussed we will discuss about uh, the rocks and minerals, landforms and their evolution and geomorphic processes. I hope you are understanding. Thank you so much.